the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The president takes a victory lap. Yeah, Donald Trump waited a long time for this. Today, uh, you may have seen it. If you haven't, uh, you'll see it later tonight on cable news. He got a a bunch of people together in the East Room to thank them, uh, including uh, Mitch McConnell. He had them all in there for sticking with him through the impeachment farce. And he took his usual shots at the usual people. And he said he's not buying uh, Nancy with the laughing faces claim that she prays for him. Meanwhile, um, Nancy herself had her weekly press conference today, and somebody asked her about that praying and, uh, you know, tearing up the speech. Bless you. That's it's a prayer breakfast. And that's, that's something about faith. You know, it may not be something I agree with, but it's appropriate. But to go into the stock market and raising up his acquittal thing and mischaracterizing uh, other people's motivation. He's talking about things that he knows little about faith and prayer. Yes, ma'am. Do you often counsel your members to be dignified and they're responsible for us and take the high ground? Did you step on that message by tearing up the statement you did? I tore up a manifesto of mistruths. It's very hard for us to get you to talk about the issues that we are working on, uh, HR3, infrastructure and the rest. He misrepresented all of that was necessary to get the attention of the American people to say this is not true and this is how it affects you. And I don't need any lessons from anybody, especially the President of the United States, about dignity. Dignity. Is it okay to start saying four more years in the House of Representatives? It's just unheard of. Is it unheard of for the President to insult people there who don't share his view as well as to misrepresent, present falsehoods. Some would use the word lie. I don't like to use the word lie uh, about what he is saying. So, no, I think it was completely, entirely appropriate. And considering some of the other exuberances within me, the courteous thing to do. So uh, did President Trump spread a lot of lies, uh, or what did she call them, untruths or falsehood, sorry, same thing, about how he uh, helped the economy, not only today at his uh, uh, prayer meet breakfast, but uh, Tuesday night. Um, and maybe she could just start a new, new um, uh, tradition, just if the, if the um, Speaker of the House is from the opposition party, every time a president comes and gives a State of the Union speech, that should be part of the deal. And you could come up with new ways to, you know, like spiking a football in the end zone. You could uh, tear it up and spike it behind your back, do a little twirl, maybe throw it up in the air would be good. Uh, I think it's be a nice tradition. Anyway, uh, Democrats are saying that Obama should get the credit for the uh, economy. When we come back, we'll talk to an expert who might, uh, you know, Tear into Nancy for calling the president a liar. Stick around. I'm in the mood to tear it out. 
problem here in Pennsylvania, very much like other addictions plaguing our communities. The threat is unregulated gambling on illegal slot machines, camouflaged as skill games. They're popping up everywhere at gas pumps, pizza parlors, and your local convenience store. State police describe these places as breeding grounds for loan sharking and money laundering. If you object to your community becoming a mini Las Vegas, make your voice heard. Call 1-888-472-4418. Report those places that are enticing our kids into gambling, disguised as entertainment. It's an activity that siphons money away from the Pennsylvania Lottery, whose proceeds go to supporting seniors in our state. Please phone now. This is serious. That number again is 1-888-472-4418. Paid for by Pennsylvanians Against Illegal Gambling. Executive Board Member Peter Shelley. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. I am doing it all. The water, the fiber, the exercise. But I still have constipation with belly pain, straining and bloating that keep coming back. My doctor said that I may have a chronic medical condition called Irritable Bowel Syndrome with Constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, linaclotide, is a prescription medication that treats adults with IBS with constipation. Linzess helps relieve belly pain and lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor and learn more at linzess.com. That's L-I-N-Z-E-S-S.com. Or call 1-800-LINZESS. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. 
Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as far as I know, Donald Trump is still president, uh, but the Democrats would like you to know that they're still working on that. And um, a lot of Democrats are all worked up over the State of the Union speech Tuesday night. They're saying that it was full of lies, which is no surprise. But uh, the economic numbers that Donald Trump spewed uh, on Tuesday night, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're facts, not opinions. The problem that Democrats have, uh, apparently, is that Trump took credit for the economy They say that we should all be thanking Barack Obama. Joel Griffith is Research Fellow, Financial Regulations at the Heritage Foundation. He joins us now. Joel, thanks for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, uh, Nancy, with the laughing face Pelosi, uh, literally tore into President Trump's speech the other night and said it was full of lies when it comes to the economy. So do you see any lies in there? No, I, I listened to the speech closely. I read the transcript afterwards, and the fact is the president pointed out a lot of truths about the economy, truths that we really should all be celebrating. Um, we're talking about things, median household income, um, which is the typical income for a family. It's at an all-time high, adjusted for inflation. Um, we talked about the number of job openings exceeding the number of people unemployed. That's true as well. Uh, the unemployment rate being a near-record low overall and a record low for African-Americans. Uh, and, and another point that the president brought up, the labor force participation. Uh, you know, sometimes the unemployment numbers can mask the true unemployment um, because of uh, um, it, only, it only looks at those who are actually actively working or looking for a job. Well, the labor force participation rate is beginning to edge up. These are all positives. These are the things we should be able to celebrate, whether Republican or, or Democrat, and for her to call that a manifesto of mistruths, I, I don't know what data she's looking at. Because I'm looking at official government data. Uh, I, I could list out a host of acronyms on that, and this is the standard data used by all economists, and somehow she claims this is a lie. I don't know where she's coming from. Okay, so here, uh, uh, you know, Chris, uh, Chris Murphy is a senator from Connecticut, Democrat, um, and he did me a favor today uh, by making it easy for me to come up with questions for you because he went on Twitter uh, and uh, with a long thread with, with what he called a, uh, according to him, as a quick thread debumping, debunking some of Trump's favorite lies. I'll run a few by you, okay? Um, Go for it, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, the first one here is Obama created 227,000 jobs a month in his last three years, Trump's first three years, it's only been 191000 a month. Um, so I understand uh, that we're comparing uh, jobs growth, but the president did not make any claims in his speech as far as the average number of jobs per month. We're contrasting that. Uh, the fact is we continue to see um, solid jobs. This is a continuation of, a, of, uh, of what occurred following the Great Recession. Um, I don't know that anybody's arguing otherwise. The president didn't claim otherwise. Um, but what we do know is that we have continued this growth um, to an unprecedented length. We're talking more than, what, about 10 years of jobs growth, a 10-year economic expansion. These are all-time record expansions. And President Trump uh, t- t- took office, and we saw a continuation 
of that. So we should be applauding it. It's a, it's a record long stretch, and um, we don't uh, we don't need to begin claiming that President Trump is saying things that he has not said. And uh, it sounds like uh, the senator is suggesting otherwise. That's that's unfortunate. The president made no such claim in his speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think the the thing to me is that. Whatever they if they they want to give Obama credit now, but it's easy for me. There's a there's a easy um, video clip to find of of Hillary Clinton um, during the 2016 campaign saying that the the economy is going to go right down the toilet if we uh, if Donald Trump wins and his what he's promising to do is enacted. So he wins, he fulfills his promises. The economy soars, and so then they now they say that it, what, what Hillary Clinton was saying, her prediction, she must have been lying about. I mean, they can't have it both ways, can they? They can't predict that what he's promising to do is going to ruin the economy, and then when it does the exact opposite, say that, well, yeah, we knew that. I mean, it would, he's just continuing what we were doing. No, that, that's uh, just raw, raw partisanship there. Um, you know, I, I like to dig even deeper into these numbers, and, um, and we, we always look at, we hear a lot about the top line, the jobs growth, and that's wonderful, and income growth, that, that's great as well. But we got to remember what produces this long-term growth, and that requires increases in productivity. The more that we can produce per hour, the more, it's not just the shareholders and the companies that benefit, that actually results in wage earners benefiting as well. And what's interesting, the last uh, year or so, you've seen those at the bottom of that, uh, that income level, they've seen a greater increase percentage in wages than those at the top. And that's directly related, um, in, in large part anyway, to, to investment and productivity. So productivity, these numbers came out this morning. This was great. We had the fastest productivity growth last year in almost 10 years, fastest since 2010. Um, and if you look at that in comparison to the last 40 years, we're finally near that 40-year average. We have been in a slump in productivity. And that increase in productivity is now showing up an increase in wages. And if you look at the, uh, the Bureau of Economic Analysis tracks the investment, the investment, uh, fixed investment, the capital that makes, the, that makes the economy grow. And if you look at the, in 2017 and 2018, we saw a substantial uh, increase and by, by almost 20% in, in fixed domestic investment. And I think a big part of the reason why that's happened is because we have uh, reduced our taxes and we have streamlined some of the most onerous regulations, and that is incentivizing people to save more, to invest more, and that's going to translate into even more growth in the future. Another. Uh, so then his next tweet, uh, Trump doubled the budget deficit, creating over $3 trillion in debt. Uh, the, the debt has gone up, and that's something they got to work on, isn't it? Well, I am glad to hear um, that uh, he's concerned about the deficit spending. This could be a concern of Republicans and Democrats. This does threaten our country's future. I think that uh, the, the debt levels now uh, is it, impacting economic growth. We're in a period of growth. It could be even better if we did not have this long-term debt burden hanging over our heads. And if we did not have the hundreds of billions of dollars worth of interest expenses. So I think this, this is a problem, not just of, that President Trump has had deficits. This is obviously a big problem under the Obama administration, but in many administrations prior to that. Um, this is out of control. And what's an absolute shame is that, you know, we, we, a lot of people like to talk about the need for bipartisanship. 
Well, some of the worst bipartisanship that we've seen have been in the passing of these federal budgets, where sometimes you see 80, 85 percent of Congress people supporting. And this is putting us deeper and deeper into the hole. So I hope that the senator teams up with 99 other senators uh, to address this problem. Yeah, and the thing is, um, it, the, the first of all, the Democrats being concerned about a budget deficit is kind of a new thing. But the other thing is that any time that someone like Donald Trump proposes some cuts or proposes looking into uh, maybe reducing the level of increase, um, that's when everybody calls him a hater and that he wants to starve people and take by taking food stamps away from them. Yeah, and, and one thing I would point out, too, with the deficit spending, and like I said, I agree that we need to confront this problem head on. But if you look at the deficit um, last year, 2019, as a percentage of our gross domestic product, it was about 4.6% of the GDP. That, that's not acceptable, but let's look at it what, what it was back in uh, 2009. It was nearly, it was actually more than double that. In 2010, 9% of GDP. In 2011, once again, 8.4% of GDP. 2012, the deficit was larger than it is today in terms of GDP. So um, we, we need to address this problem to pretend, though, that it's somehow far worse under, under the last three years than it was in the prior administration. That's, uh, that's just not true. Um, pull up the data from the Federal Reserve and from the United States Treasury, and you'll see in those years, um, of the Great Recession, but also in the years following, we had a number of years with far larger deficits um, in terms of deficit to the entire economic output. Okay, so then President, uh, President uh, Senator um, Murphy, uh, he says, Chris Murphy this is, uh, he asks, where did this money go? And the answer he gives us is mostly to tax cuts for corporations and rich people, which is predictable. But instead of <laughs> boosting the economy... Business investment has actually fallen since the tax law was passed. Well, number one, that's ignore. Number one, it ignores the fact that American families, middle class families, have benefited immensely from this. The typical family of four has seen a tax cut, and it's not just a small tax cut. Typical family of four with two income earners is saving nearly twenty eight hundred dollars a year in taxes. That that's a big plus. But more importantly, giving a boost to families and income, that's important. But uh, even more important than that is allowing the, the companies that are earning to reinvest those resources to grow the economy more. Our corporate tax rates are the highest in, in the industrialized world, and now they're close to average. So that will spur investment long term. And if you look at um, 2018, so I'm looking at the um, most recent full, full year data that I've got on 2018. Uh, if you look at that net, the net fixed investment, once again, net private domestic investment, if you want to get a Bureau of Economic Analysis in 2018, was $851 billion in real terms. Contrast that with the year before, $766 billion. Contrast that to 2016, $700 billion. So we, we saw the highest levels of net private domestic investment in 2018, the highest levels um, you'd have to go all the way back to 2006, and that's in inflation-adjusted dollars. So I'd like to see what numbers he's referencing. Um, that would be wonderful. We did have a slowdown um, in, in 2019. Um, I need to see those final numbers, but a lot of that was due to trade. But tax cuts have been a, uh, um, tax cuts have been a boon to the economy, and that's impacting not just shareholders but workers as well. 
Yeah, so uh, you have to, it's easy to just throw that out in a tweet, but that's obviously the Democrats, um, it's going to be their claim right up to Election Day. And uh, and if Trump wins again, they'll, uh, in 2000, and what year will it be, 22, uh, 23, they'll still be saying that whatever uh, the economy is doing on a positive side is the result of what Obama did. So, I mean, they're never going to get. They're never going to let go of that, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so he he asks. Uh, also, he says um, real wages are doing worse under Trump. They increased just point eight percent since Trump took office, compared with one point three percent over a similar period under Obama. Um, well, number one, I, uh, it sounds to me as if uh, even if the numbers he's using, which I haven't seen those numbers. Uh, that shows an increase in real wage growth. But what we've been looking at um, are median household incomes. Uh, if you look at that, um, these numbers are, are, are truly um, positive. And this once again, this is not uh, numbers from, from, from myself or an unofficial poll. This is from the United States Census Bureau. I hope we can all agree that this uh, information is, uh, is helpful, is relevant. We, we have seen median household income inflation adjusted reach an all-time high under under President Trump. Um, we've actually seen it bounce back um, by um, by about seventeen percent since during the during the aftermath of the Great Recession. But we are now at all-time highs. We've never seen the typical household earning the amount of income that it's earning today. Um, and the numbers coming from Bureau of Economic Analysis and Census Bureau um, they they bear testament to this. Oh, so um, if you were uh, hired to um, try to sell this idea that uh, by, by the Democrats to try to convince people that Obama deserves credit for this, um, what what is it that they? I mean, I, what is it that they are doing? And uh, how are they twisting numbers from a um, not just in specifics here, but uh, over just in a general sense? Um, is this possible for anybody to do at any time? Just Mess around with the numbers, and 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 um, you know, and lay claim to the uh, to the to the credit. Well, I would encourage people when they when they hear numbers thrown around, um, look look it up. You know, go go to the Federal Reserve uh, website or contact me or go to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, and you can see these numbers for yourself. You'll notice um, oftentimes um, our our friends on the left. It's not that they'll necessarily make up. Numbers, because that's been become increasingly easy to fact check. But you'll hear them make those blanket uh, statements, um, and we saw this last night in the response to the State of the Union address, or was that two nights ago now? We saw it in the response to the State of the Union address, where you'll have these suggestions made about the malaise of the U.S. economy, but they actually can't back that up with numbers because the numbers conflict with the picture that they're painting. So. For, for me, anecdotally, I like to ask people, are you personally better off than you were a year ago, yeah. two years ago, five years ago? And then go to the data, and the data verifies that o- overall this is an improving picture for American families. Okay, I have a hard break coming up here in one minute. So the last thing he said was Trump was handed a healthy economy and has made things harder for working families, which kind of goes to what you just said. Ask people if they, if they buy that, who are, you know, people who are out well, there making money. And I have about 40 seconds. All right. Well, at, at the, the end of uh, 2016, we were in the midst of the slowest post-World War II 
recovery. Slow, it was extended, but, but slow. We have seen a continuation of growth. We've seen an acceleration in the number of ways in that growth. And I think most importantly, people are seeing it in their own personal bottom lines with an increase in income. That's because of tax cuts. It's because of better regulations. It's because businesses are able to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief that the heavy hand of government isn't going to come crashing down on their necks at every turn. Joel Griffith, you explained it well from the uh, from the Heritage Foundation. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Okay, we'll, we'll be right back. Stick around. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump addressed his acquittal on two impeachment charges today. He said the impeachment was just the latest in a string of attacks that began even before he won the election in 2016. The chairman of the Democratic National Committee is calling for a re-canvas of the results of Monday's Iowa caucus. Technical problems and delays have marred the first contest in the 2020 election calendar. The current results showing Pete Buttigieg and Bernie Sanders nearly tied with almost all of the votes counted. A U.S. official says an American citizen has been kidnapped in Afghanistan by a Taliban-affiliated group and that authorities are working to rescue him. Stocks higher on Wall Street, enough to extend the market's gains now to a fourth straight day. The Dow climbed 89 points today. The Nasdaq was up 63. The S&P 500 gained 11 for a record close. This is SRN News. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and SelectQuote can help you get it at a price you can afford. SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. Not in perfect health? Don't worry. SelectQuote found Tanya, 40, who has type 2 diabetes, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $32 a month. We shop companies like Protective, Prudential, American General, and others to find you the company with the best rates. Give your family the security they need at a price you can afford. For your free quote, call 1-800-880-7474. That's 1-800-880-7474. Or go to selectquote.com. That's 1-800-880-7474. Select quote. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issue, and company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Larry Elder sees a very biased impeachment process. 89% of Democrats want Trump out, even though zero Republicans supported an inquiry in the House and zero Republicans supported either of the two articles of impeachment. Can you say the most one-sided partisan impeachment in the history of this country? The Larry Elder Show. Weeknights at 7 on AM 1250. The answer. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted by never breaking through the gum, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire, at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. 
Just because it's cold outside, it doesn't mean you need to stop grilling. Not if you've got the right grill, and that would be a Solaire infrared grill. Solaire infrared grills perform equally well in the cold of winter as in the heat of summer. Just like you feel warm from the sun when you step out of the shadows, the Solaire infrared burners heat your food directly, not the air around the food like conventional grills do. The intense heat also results in the juiciest food you will ever taste from a grill, gas, charcoal, or otherwise. To get the great taste, it's all about the heat. And Solaire Infrared from BestHotGrill.com gets hotter than anything you've ever experienced. Try it yourself with the Solaire Demo Program. Solaire is truly the last grill you'll ever buy. Learn more about these amazing USA-made grills at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W- CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway West, you're going to see delays inbound side. Airport Expressway 260, outbound heavy Green Tree Road to Carnegie Parkway East. Lots of delays there also from Bay Street to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Inbound Edgewood Swissvale to the tunnel, outbound Liberty Bridge, seeing a slow ride. We've got delays also now found 28 Veterans Bridge, 40th Street Bridge, Route 8 to the Highland Park Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. Times of rain mixing with, then changing the snow later tonight, accumulating a coating to an inch with a low of 29. Tomorrow, windy with periods of snow, accumulating an inch or two. Storm total snowfall, one to three inches with a high 31. Saturday, some sunshine, followed by thickening clouds with a high 33. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Gregory Patrick. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, the prosecution in the Harvey Weinstein case rested today, which kind of ties in with our next guest. Her name is Karen Stryan. And she's an advocate for men's rights. And after I, just by coincidence, by the way, after I had uh, booked Karen to be on the show, I saw a story about Harvey Weinstein's defense lawyer who calls herself the ultimate feminist. And she's 39 and 1 in defending men accused of rape. Karen Strawn is from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, and is described as a gender society analyst. She's a spokesperson for Men's Rights Edmonton. She has a YouTube channel called Girl Rights What and a Men's Issues podcast called Honey Badger Radio. Karen joins us now. Thanks for being here, Karen. Well, you know, I wouldn't have accepted your invitation if I'd known that I'd be exposed to toxic masculinity. <laughs> well, you're just going to have to Goodbye, deal with it. Goodbye, good sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I love that. I love, I love when the imputation of, of uh, ill motive and all of that is, is just out on the, uh, on the board right from the get-go. It's like me, I, I, I've been introduced as the woman, the legend, the rape apologist, Karen Strong, so... Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're you're. I know you've been uh, accused of being a rape apologist, which is fun. Uh, not. Uh, it's interesting because this the the attorney for um, a pretty famous uh, alleged rapist, uh, Harvey Weinstein, is also accused of being exactly that. And she's thirty nine and one. That's a pretty good record. So we we talk a lot about uh, gender insanity here on this show. 
Uh, so what is a gender analyst, and what does it say that we've reached a point where we need one of those? Well, I think I think my my primary concern is to counter the existing establishment gender analysts and their ridiculous narrative. So, I mean, to to essentially uh, put out a counter theory, right? A counter theory of why men are the way they are, why women are the way they are, why men and women interact in society the way they do, and um, and sort of add to the discussion in terms of, you know, the feminist movement. They're, they're the sort of the default voice on gender. Uh, they have two versions, two, two um, types of power that they, they acknowledge exists. That's the financial power, the power to earn, right, and the power to uh, do ink and paper work in law and, you know, sort of uh, politics. And uh, I'm sorry, but those aren't the only two types of power out there. There's also the power to spend. And, you know, there's an earnings gap between men and women, which is perfectly explicable by looking at, you know, how many hours above 35 a week that, that men and women work on average and, you know, how long they have to commute and what kind of fields they go into and all of that. And all of that can be sort of explained away by men's and women's choices. But when you actually look at the spending gap, um, the gender spending gap, you find that women uh, consistently spend much more than they earn and men spend less than they earn. And, you know, who's spending uh, more money is, is actually uh, probably a, a greater indicator of how much, uh, I guess, privilege you have in society uh, than how much you're earning. So the ability to earn doesn't have any, doesn't reflect on who the money's being spent on. And this is one of the things that's, that I try to bring into the conversation, that 75% of personal items in the West uh, that are purchased, regardless of what gender purchases them, are purchased for women. So, you know, wow. you clothes, jewelry, uh, cars, homes, right? Like mm. everything that can be, you know, that isn't food yeah. and, uh, and energy. Uh, 75% of the money spent on that is spent on women. Every once so. in a while, my wife lets me buy something. You know, if I really? ask, if I ask, if, if I ask nicely, you know, uh, but not, you know, I have to behave myself. Um, I don't understand. My, my husband, he runs purchases past me all the time, and I'm just like, yes, fine. It's like, <laughs> well, yes, I handle the budget. If you're yeah. overspending, I'll let you know. Right. Well, you've also spent a lot of time on men's rights um, in the Me Too movement. Would you say your opinions on that? And by the way, once again, in case you missed it, uh, uh, Karen is speaking to us from Canada. So we're talking about an issue in Canada that's just like the one we have here. So um, would you say your opinions on uh, the the men's rights uh, and how they conflict with the Me Too movement would be controversial? Oh well, I mean they're they're controversial. It depends on it depends on who you're Who's, talking to, right? right? So if right. I'm talking to someone like you, you're going to find it completely normal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, we need due process, right? It's right. it's kind of actually a bad idea to to just designate designate two types of crimes uh, that we perceive as male perpetrated against women that would be sexual assault and domestic violence as special types of crime that. Uh, essentially allow us to remove due process protections that murderers and terrorists are entitled to. I mean, like, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and I don't think that you think that's a good idea. 
but at the same time, um, I'm you're not probably not uh, you know the the estab what we would call the cathedral media or the establishment media or right. the um, yeah. So and they all find me uh, essentially to be um, toxic. I, I am. I, I'm a very bad person. <laughs> You're toxic, yeah. John. Yes. Well, listen, I, 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 this is something uh, It's interesting because I, when I knew you were going to be on the show, I had planned you know, what I was going to talk to you about. And then I ran across this story. Uh, I saw it right there on Drudge today. Uh, but it com- it's at insider.com, and the, the headline is The Ultimate Feminist Defending Harvey Weinstein. Um, and uh, her name is Donna Rotuno. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. And she does call herself the ultimate feminist, and she's been really tough on Weinstein's accusers. Are you familiar with her at all? I am not, but we have a Canadian version of her. Her name is Marie Henn. She's one of the top oh, okay. defense, criminal defense attorneys in Canada. She defended a uh, man in a Weinstein-like case, uh, successfully uh, led to his acquittal. Uh, she was ruthless. She was brutal. It was stunning. It was it was a beautiful. It was a thing of beauty to watch for any law nerd, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it, to to watch her defend this man, who I actually believe is uh, you know was wrongly accused. Okay. And uh, and even though I can't stand him, I can't stand his politics. He's a feminist. He's a dyed in the wool feminist. He's a a guy who who would give. He had a, a radio show on our national broadcaster and. Uh, it was their flagship show, and he uh, essentially pandered to the feminist uh, perspective constantly. Okay. And I couldn't stand him. I, I hated his. I just hate mm-hmm. his politics. But I was like, this guy's being railroaded. It's like it's it, he's being wrongly accused. Um, and uh, and Marie Hennen was accused of, uh, who has very strong feminist leanings, was accused of being a gender traitor and uh, a bunch of you know other things by the feminist establishment she she is now persona non grata she okay. she's now you know listed in the the on the list of uh, i guess the uh what the the wiccan feminists you know they do their nightly chants uh to curse various <laughs> individuals and she's now listed there right um and and i'm guessing that weinstein's uh defense attorney is also now on that list. Um, I don't think that uh, that you need to be a feminist or uh, a non-feminist to stand for uh, due process of law, presumption of innocence, and uh, and the uh, a high burden of proof. I don't think you need to be or not be a feminist in order to do that. So I don't think her feminism really has anything to do with it. Um, but uh, but she's definitely uh, going to be disowned. Yeah, well, you know, there was a there was a uh, a, a, a professor. Uh, I, it was one of the Ivy League schools, uh, Yale or Harvard, I forget which, was fired because he agreed to be Har- one of Harvey Weinstein's defense attorneys. The, uh, yeah, the, the students know, he, that went nuts and said, "We can't have this guy on campus." You can you can have Alan Dershowitz defend O.J. Simpson, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Who, you know, anyone, anyone saying that O.J. Simpson didn't do it right. has the gonads of a thousand elephants. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, right. Um, but, uh, you know, like, you could have him do that, and that was okay, even though it was involving a murder, even though it was almost, you know, there was really no question as to whether he no. did it or not. No, anybody with a brain and, knows uh, he did it, yeah. 
Yeah, and but you look at you look at defending a rapist, defending an accused rapist, is actually something that's just not allowed anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed to do that and keep your position at a university. Well, this this um, this this attorney, um, she. Uh, there, during this trial and her cross examination, uh, the, the the prosecution rested. So, she, in her cross examinations, she has really uh, been tough on these accusers uh, for making bad choices and putting themselves in bad situations. Um, she, for example, she says uh, one of, one of these uh, one of the one of the accusers just had this horrific description of what happened to her in the hotel room. Uh, and mm-hmm. uh, this attorney said, "Well, listen, um, you know when you're when you spend three hours at a bar drinking with a guy, and he invites you to go up to the room because he wants you to look at a script. Do you really think you're going up there to just look at a script?" And then- uh, yeah, no, that, that's such a that's such an innuendo. That's such an understood thing that the New Yorker published a cartoon in which uh, a man is saying uh, an inept, socially inept man is saying to a woman, oh, wait here and I'll bring my etchings down to you. Right. right. You know, and everybody gets that that guy is like, yeah, no, come up and see yeah. my etchings is, yeah. is a sexual innuendo. It's a right. sexual overture. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm, and I'm looking at these women, right? Any one of them could have left. Was there a guard standing at the door preventing them from leaving? Yeah, well, she. Some of them say that he he he's fat and he prevented him from leaving. But but and I don't. That's the that's the issue, uh, Karen. Is that nobody's uh, going into the room might have been a bad idea, but at some point, um, you, you, the the man's not allowed to do whatever he wants because you made the stupid decision to come into his room. And so, of course you know, not. Yeah, and, and that, but that's once it's only the two of you in the room, it's your word against his. That's the yeah, problem. Well, and and what what what's what's frustrating about this too is we we've seen with the Me Too movement we've seen a lot of instances where uh, you know like the the case with Aziz Ansari right that accusation in in Babe magazine uh, which essentially boiled down to he should have understood when I still had his I, I'm sorry to your listeners when I still had his genitals in my mouth. But I stopped moving my hand. He should have just understood that that meant that I was saying no. Yeah. Um, and you know, like no, no, that 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 doesn't work. You you know, like right. what are women? You have to actually ask yourself, what are women? Are they actually capable of of telling a man, no, I don't want to do this? I did that. I did that once when I was sixteen years old with a man slightly older than me who essentially said, well, I just don't think you can say no. And I said, watch me. And I walked home in my bare feet for crying out loud. Yeah, well, here's um, this is what she says, though, uh, this attorney. She says the Me Too movement infantilizes, infantilizes, yes. infant, infantilizes women and rewards victimhood. Uh, that's pretty strong yes. stuff there. Yeah, no, but I totally agree with it. I absolutely agree with it. You know, like that. Uh, we need to get back to a model of uh, a legal model of sexual assault that involves uh, intentionally contravening a woman's uh, a woman's no. We need to get back to the no means no standard, not the yes means yes standard. The yes means yes standard, essentially, uh, like the the American Law Institute has successfully resisted for a number of years, 
efforts to instantiate yes means yes in the, the model penal code in the United States. And the reason that they do it is because it would criminalize nearly every sexual encounter in the United States. Yeah. It would make that a criminal act. And so when, when you look at the situation in the United States where you already have uh, over-incarceration to the point where, you know, like 10 times, 20 times, 50 times more people incarcerated uh, per capita than any other country in the world, do we really want to actually turn everything into a crime? Every interaction right. between two individuals? Like, yeah. that's, that's not good. I have about a minute left. I want to run this one by you. This is also from, the, I think that's this is from that attorney, and I'm glad I have someone like you here to bounce this off of. As gender equality has become more pervasive, women have abd- abdicated the responsibilities that come with it. i got about a minute. I yeah. gotta... Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's absolutely, that's been the case with feminism from the get-go. Uh, you had you had women getting the vote without getting the civi- uh, civil and and military responsibilities that men had. So men got their vote because they were draftable, not just by the military, but uh, in times of war, but by civilian authorities in, in terms of posse comitatus and all of that. That's why men. That was a justification for giving all men the vote was all men were expected to protect the public interest, protect life, liberty, and property, and could be ordered by a public official to do that if they were over the age of 15. Um, women got the vote without any reciprocal obligation, and it's just been the same story ever since. Women get the rights without the responsibilities um, over and over and over and over again. And uh, and. That yeah, so I absolutely 100% agree with that. That you literally have a situation where women have equal rights, but they are not considered to be uh, individually responsible for their own uh, their own circumstances, their own decisions, uh, their own choices, and and their own outcomes. Uh, I I just want to finish up by we're, we're talking to uh, Karen Strawn, and uh, I want to give you a chance to tell people where they can find your stuff on YouTube and wherever. Uh, YouTube, Girl Writes What? I used to be on Twitter, then uh, somebody, uh, a male feminist, uh, repeatedly mashed the report button with his fist and and uh, got me banned off of there. Wow, um, congratulations. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I have a blog uh, as well. It's called Owning Your Four-Letter Word that starts with S, uh, dot blog, dot uh, com. Okay, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Means poop? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I think I got it, Karen. I'd like to have you on again sometime. It was fun. Appreciate it. Um, I'll be, be I'll be following your stuff. I can't follow you on Twitter. I'll find you. All right, excellent. Thank you, Karen. Thanks. Take care. All right, we'll be right back. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs 
siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. We have a major problem here in Pennsylvania, very much like other addictions plaguing our communities. The threat is unregulated gambling on illegal slot machines, camouflaged as skill games. They're popping up everywhere at gas pumps, pizza parlors, and your local convenience store. State police describe these places as breeding grounds for loan sharking and money laundering. If you object to your community becoming a mini Las Vegas, make your voice heard. Call 1-888-472-4418. Report those places that are enticing our kids into gambling, disguised as entertainment. It's an activity that siphons money away from the Pennsylvania Lottery, whose proceeds go to supporting seniors in our state. Please phone now. This is serious. That number again is 1-888-472-4418. Paid for by Pennsylvanians Against Illegal Gambling, Executive Board Member Peter Shelley. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll in to ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses. And right now, listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash America. One more time. To try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash America. I'm Andy Solomon. T-Mobile has launched the country's first and only nationwide 5G network covering more than 5,000 cities and towns all across the country. Here's Senior Vice President of Network Engineering and Development, Mark McDermott. This launch immediately catapults T-Mobile into position as the country's biggest 5G network, covering more than 1 million square miles beyond the big cities to the small towns, and that's just the start. And now available are two new 5G Superphones that can access nationwide 5G, the exclusive OnePlus 7T Pro 5G McLaren and the Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus 5G. And we'll be able to supercharge the 5G network with more speed and capacity if the pending merger with Sprint closes. This holiday season, get a great deal on a 5G phone at T-Mobile. For more information, visit T-Mobile.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I I, uh, suggest you check out that story about um, Harvey Weinstein and his attorney. I mean, from the beginning, I've wanted Harvey Weinstein to go to prison for, you know, 100 years. Um, and, And I just think he's a slime ball and a creep and uh based on what i've seen but um you really should check this out at uh the ins in, www.insider.com insider.com 
and uh, the ultimate feminist defending Harvey Weinstein. You'll get a different perspective on the whole thing. Uh, I'm not saying I want to see Harvey uh, beat the rap, um, uh, because I don't know what happened with these women. And my my guess would be that he's guilt, guilty in in most cases here, but it's I'm just letting you know that there's uh, this woman out there. She's tried forty rape. Uh, she's she's defended forty accused rapists. She's thirty nine and one. That's pretty good. If you like sports and you follow sports, thirty nine and one is thirty nine and one. That's pretty good. And Harvey. Uh, yeah, he should be feeling pretty good about that, but I still kind of hope he goes away for a while. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.